We are gathered here today in a world to celebrate the life of Marco Lopez. Where Thomas does not exist. Impossible. I exist in all timelines. Inexcusable again. Why do you why do you speak? Because I can. Okay. Alright. I accept that. I accept that for sure. Um okay, Alright, so, continue with my funeral. <laughs> um, well let's also let's address something real quick. Today's guest is going to be something different than we've ever done before. Yes. Um this is gonna, one it's, it's gonna be done over Zoom. Yeah. This is new for the podcast. Um it's gonna be done with with uh, the guest's name is Scott Carlson. He's a super cool dude that um I met because uh one we, of our yeah. drama teachers uh students, Evan Todd, he has um he was trying to surprise his mom, build her like a really nice deck and he uh Miss Cochran was like, "Hey, Mark, you should go and yeah. help build it." And I, was and like, I oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help too. Yeah, we, we, me and Thomas went along, and we went to go and do it. and It was fun. And, we had um, a great time. And Scott was there. Yes. And I was like, "What's up, man? I'm Thomas." Yeah. And I was like, "What you and, doing?" Uh, and he was like, "Oh, I'm working on this app." Like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's going to trying to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's if 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 you guys want to know that's literally how the conversation went yeah. i saw i saw it from afar <laughs> well, that, that um that day was dude, that <laughs> we uh so we were helping to build it and they, they have a dog oh and, and there, the whole thing was like we didn't want to let the dog out. it was a small dog though it was nothing crazy can and, i can i tell like yeah <laughs> so, go, go ahead, so i was go, i was ahead. i was in the middle of helping them put some of the the wood the planks on it and i see thomas uh uh, my right side, and then the dog walks out. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a really awesome dog. Uh, and then it just starts running away. And then I noticed that, oh, we're supposed to leave the dog inside. <laughs> and then Thomas looks at everybody that was there. As everybody was having, like, their own conversations, just looks at him and just goes, the, the, the dog got out, the dog got out. And then I I, I started laughing because I was the only one that was noticing. And then he's like, do I, do I, okay, okay. <laughs> That's why dude, I, I went after the and then dog. he just started trying to. Oh my god, dude! And the dog just wasn't just wasn't <laughs> working with them. Oh, um, all around those great day. Got to meet a lot of it, new people. Yeah, I was crying. I was crying. Uh, my my uh, my shoe got stuck. Like one of my shoelaces got stuck in the plank as they were screwing it. And then I was like, I, I, I'm stuck. And then Thomas just looked at me like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I, I felt totally useless that day because yeah, cause... this man did not know how to use a screw. No, no, I, knew, I knew how to use a screwdriver. Like, he wanted me to use this like uh, I know he this, we... this like pressurized nail. I mean, I, I know what a nail gun is. Okay, this looked like a freaking Decepticon, dude. I, oh, I was, the thing that he had. Yeah, oh was, my god, like, yeah. you know how to use this, right? I'm like, um, sh- no. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to say yes. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Oh, I'm not god. about to lie to these people. Oh no, yeah, oh, that's nice dangerous. Oh they, my they, god, they, they finished it, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were they were still like working on others. Like they, he's worked on little small details on the side of it and everything. Oh, really? Like it looks so. We should go check it out. We should. We, we should. Right? We should um, just jump in that pool like Cooper did. Just, but just... Uh, and then and Mark had this playlist that he played, and everyone was like, "Ah, this, yeah. this, this, this playlist goes hard." Yeah. And Mark's like, "It's your never gets never old. gets too old never playlist." Old, yeah, and that's a that's a win win on my part. But in current events. Donald Trump is coronavirus. Yes, yes, indeed. Can you uh, go into a little bit more detail? Yeah, my so friend? about 12, 12 o'clock last night, mm-hmm. um, I get that alert on my phone. It says Donald Trump and the First Lady have tested positive for coronavirus. And what was your first reaction? Um, my first reaction was, eh. <laughs> Fell back asleep. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of sus. Right? You think so? I'm not going to say anything about my political standings. 
but like, okay, that's fine. But like, I know it's he's not a political show. He's super, like, get get back, get the business going again. Everyone should go back out there. Mm. And him saying he has coronavirus, but then continuing to do his job like normal, would be him being like, "Look, I've got it, and I'm fine." Mm. But in actuality, I don't think he has it. Could be right because he's also seventy eight years old, and that is that is the perfect, and he's overweight. And, and he's that's, orange. That's, that is the perfect <laughs> mar- like, margin of age to, to kill, right? To, <laughs> to murder. Um, so uh, I'll put it like this, right? If he's if he's out there uh, still speaking, and uh, I'm sure it'll be over Zoom, like, you know, if he's out there speaking, though, like normal. Yeah. But, you know, and then, then I'm like, that's kind of sus. Mm-hmm, for sure. If if he doesn't, and there's actually some peace and quiet, you know, for a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, he legitimately has it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's crazy times like always, and uh, you know the year is uh, ending as slowly as we speak. It really is. Um, and you know, hopefully, we take an hour of your time and uh, let you uh, and, just and, laugh. And make and, it super good. Yeah. Minus anytime Mark talks. Anytime Thomas speaks. Well, how about the whole podcast? So for an hour, you feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. So guess we'll uh we'll get right into the episode yeah you're again right. again there's probably gonna be a, a pretty noticeable jump in like audio oh yeah for sure um we, we actually already filmed the interview with him uh we filmed the interview with him first and then we're we're doing this part afterwards so this is all first impressions this is first time for the show and uh we're just gonna see how this goes yeah so um, uh so the audio is gonna sound a bit different yeah so bear with us and um there's we we couldn't exactly be like pause the recording Tell him what he's gonna do. Yeah, yeah, start yeah. Start the yeah. recording. So, so um, it might sound a bit different than our, our typical podcast, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. honestly, one of my favorites. Yeah, got. really. Super, wow. super interesting guy. That's fantastic. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, for sure. And and you know, having someone like him really makes the show. Oh, and I know we're gonna make a video. We're gonna oh. like do this when we um, or at least the Ultron video. But uh, we're gonna take a break from the franchise review. Yes. Um, me and Thomas uh have thoroughly enjoyed doing them, but it has taken a toll on us. It also takes a toll on our scheduling. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. We we basically uh, stopped thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. After, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We yeah. Got, like halfway through Ultron, and I'm like, God. It's just like watching the same movie over and yes. over and over and over yeah. again. But but we will finish it we'll, sometime. We're going to finish Ultron. We'll get that one out. Yes. And we will get through them. We, maybe, we've already... Maybe, I, I told Thomas this, that we, we've gotten too far not to finish it at maybe this Maybe we'll, uh, we'll come back with the the next one, which would be like Ant-Man. Yes. Or maybe we'll come back with a different franchise. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll take they, a break out of this and, break and do something slow, slow, like shorter than 23 movies. So yeah, for sure, it's gonna be fun. We were at what? Like Ultron's like eleven. We we're at twelve or something like that. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're not watching Endgame, man. Oh man, I'm not watching that one. <laughs> Just uh, gonna skip it entirely. We're gonna have to get really, really drunk to watch Endgame. Dude. You think so? Okay, I I'll, I'll cheer to that for sure. Yeah, I mean you'll have to get really, really drunk. I'm still, I will. I'm okay, still twenty. Oh, okay. But all right, let's get into this episode. Let's do it, man. His name is Scott Carlson. All right, so today our guest for the, for the first time ever over Zoom, yes, yes, is indeed. um is Scott. Uh, what's your last name again? Carlson. Scott, Scott Carlson. Carlson. So I met Man. I met him when I was uh me and Mark were gonna help our um uh uh one of Miss Miss Cochran. Evan Todd. 
Evan Todd. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I met Scott there, and he was telling me all about this uh, this cool fitness app he's got, and that was super interesting. I was like, "Hey, do you want to be in like a super small time podcast?" And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, <gasps> "For sure, for sure." How are you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I like listen. I'm old as hell, so I'm just getting into the podcast game. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. So I love that you guys are doing it, and I'm really flattered to be here. So oh, awesome. Sure. Thank well, you. thank you, thank you for, thank you. for yeah. coming on. For um, sure. So you're in New York right now, right? Yep. I was just in California doing some work, and now I'm back in New York. So how's how's New York so far right now? Um, do you know what? Believe it or not, like because New York got hit first by Corona, so mm. obviously everything was a little dire around like February, March, April. But everyone's kind of springing back a little bit everybody's wearing masks everybody's practicing okay. social distancing good, for the most good. part and like people are just getting on with it new yorkers are pretty good at that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for for, sure. florida's kind of <laughs> florida's kind of slacking right the very now, opposite man. the very opposite everyone's, yeah. everyone's going out like what is this there was a uh, the other day I was, I was driving and on the road like i saw like a sign it's like you know I, you can't you can't force me to wear a mask i work at a, i work at a supermarket and people go in there all the time oh like, wow yeah so yeah. I'm like, dude, come on, man. It's not, it's not that bad. Just, you know, I, I had to not, the- not, to, not to jump right into controversy, but I, I think what some people mistake when it comes to the mask thing, I think some people mistake imposing on their own personal freedom for trying to protect the person next to you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, I, I had it in January touch wood. It was not that bad. I have antibodies now. So in theory, I guess I can't get it right now. And so therefore yeah, I can't. Exactly. Get credit. That's, awesome. That's awesome. But I wear a mask because I'm showing respect to other people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just in case I have it because I got lucky. They maybe wouldn't get very lucky. And so yeah. I think when people realize wearing a mask is about caring for your fellow man, not about stealing your freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tell us a little bit about yourself. I think I remember if I remember correctly, you told me you were in a, in a dance thing, right? Um, yeah. So I, I'm basically like a little science nerd that, that was super geeky and had very few friends and was a little fat kid. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and then I got into the arts um, because that's where the weirdos go. So, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there we go. That's, it's very true. It's exactly very true. who he's talking to. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and that's when I discovered that the, I guess the medium that resonated the most with me was dance. So I started dancing when I was like 13 and, then uh, I was fortunate enough to have joined two dance companies when I was in my early 20s. And uh, I went to performing arts school for my undergrad. And so, like, that's what I wanted to be and do. Who needs money? Right. I just wanted to dance. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like I've lived a few lives because that uh, came to a screeching halt around 24, 25 when I was injured and kind of realized that I couldn't continue at the level I was. Oh, what performing. happened? Oh. oh, I got an England or hernia. Oh, oh my gosh. That's what yeah, yeah. Oh, so what, what was it about dance specifically that, that you really liked that got you into that? I think, wow, good question. I, I think I really enjoyed the precision of it. So ballet at first I was like, that's for girls. And then I realized <laughs> how hard it really is. And I was like, actually, mm-hmm. no, and I grew to respect it. And I, I really yeah. liked the precision. I mean, it's very hard work. You know, yeah. there isn't like, that was good enough. You either did it right or you didn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, like having a ballet class every morning where you're just focusing on your breathing and your positioning, it's almost like meditation. You're not thinking of anything else other than that moment. And uh, it's, it's great. So I, I really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, that's I, super cool. No, yeah, I totally agree too. Cause I, I used to, I also used to do ballet for a little while. Um, wow. 
and I learned very quickly that it was more about not necessarily that it was it was just dancing. Ballet is very good for your body in general. Mm-hmm. It's very good to like you know posture. We 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 talk about posture all the time on how like you know like we're always scrunching over, especially during this time where we all have phones. But like uh-huh. it's so important. Now that you're bringing that up, like about that, like it, yeah, it's it's really good stuff. I think everybody should take ballet because I think it's more for that that sense of knowing what your body does, and that's why I, I think mean, we all have like, yeah. yeah, like any, I think any kid should be involved in a sport or a dance class or something because it also teaches you how to work together as a team. Mm. You know, what I mean? like you learn humility, you learn, you know, you learn to like make sure that everyone is supported. You learn how to work together. You also learn like form, and I think, yeah, if I had any kids, they would be in some sort of physical activity. For yeah, sure. for sure, for sure. So, and um, I know there's different kinds of dance. Ballet was your was your favorite. That and tap, believe it or mm. not, See, I, I love like making noise. Awesome, I think man. you could do tap. Yeah, tap tap is great. Yeah. You just walk in and you're like, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So then, um, um, but I, I think I had aspirations and fantasies of being like a backup dancer and that never really manifested, but yeah. it's all right. oh, yeah. like, I know a little bit about you before you, uh, you're working on like a, a fitness app right now, right? It's like Uber for uh, personal trainers is I think how you, how you explain it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh we, um, and I'll, I'll build the bridge between what dance taught me about business in a moment. But okay. mm-hmm. um, yeah, the app in a, in a, a sort of 30 second pitch is basically there are 400,000 trainers in the US alone wow. that have been affected by what we're currently going through. Five major chains have all gone bankrupt. So oh, the app wow. is built to connect trainers to trainees, like to give them a new way to train. And it includes like not only the ability to have them come to your home privately or you can go to them privately, okay. but you can also do a video session built into the app. Yeah, really? that's super cool. Wow. We were um another person we had on a few days ago is a personal trainer, and yeah, um, she was talking about they had to go remote uh, over the internet, everything like that. Yeah, and the thing is, then you have to like have Zoom links and Google Calendar links, and we do all of that in one app. Payment is all integrated. Zoom cuts off after forty minutes, so if you're doing a normal session, mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to manage. So we 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 basically sought to kind of fuse that all together. Where can you promote yourself? Schedule your sessions have people make, make and change bookings, launch your videos, and also collect your payments. Uh, and, and again, find a broader audience in mm-hmm. one app. And that's perfect. That's super cool. Was this just you working on this app or, or how many, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a, co- I'm a co-founder. So I have a team oh. with me of um, really talented people. So we have like uh, my co-founder who is a bit of an entrepreneur and he started a few companies and then my like i've had a head of marketing head of product development a chief technology officer and everyone brings just like their a game so it's mm. it, it's been like having a baby like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we just went live about two weeks ago and you know it was being like pregnant for a while and now i have this oh, baby that needs to be fed and that i love right. and i'm scared it's gonna not survive and so it, 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 yeah there's a lot of um uh how i imagine it feels to be a new parent you're like okay it's here now now how do we make sure it th- survives yeah and what's yeah, it called man. it's called squats with a z squats squats, squats with, with a, a z, z man and, yeah. and, and it's it's all it's all out now it's been released it's all right? out you can check it out on the website we're in google play and and um also ios we have our web application launching this week as well so uh you know so like if you're in a group session you may want to do it on your computer because there's a bigger screen so we're just kind of giving everyone the option to work out however they want. Oh, all right. Okay. Look at that. And so like personal fitness is you know really important to you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, one, I can't, when I started this project, I couldn't believe this didn't already exist. 
And like, oh. you know, you can have food brought to you, you can have a car brought to you. How do you not have fitness brought to you? Yeah. Um, and then when COVID happened, it just seemed like the imperative was there to really bring it to market. Like this is, this is something people need because yeah. sometimes it's just about motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know how to work out at home, but if I had someone coming to train me or like we were doing this, a video call, I'd be like, Oh God, it's two o'clock. I, I paid for this. I gotta, I gotta be ready. Yeah. So that's it. That's the app. Oh, well, that's like super cool. You, you said something about, um, I remember we had this discussion back when you were down here in Florida, mm -hmm. you what I don't know if it was advertising or marketing. You said that you were on the other side of marketing, whereas, whereas you were like helping a business by marketing for them. But now you're on the other side where you're, am I? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I have been what, what they would say in the industry is I've been consulting client and agency side. So that means I've worked as a consultant. I've worked mm. on a client. So I was like director of strategy at Samsung in Europe um, for software and services. I worked at Deloitte as a technology consultant. And then I also worked in agencies like digital agencies where we build digital products and services. Mm. So each think of it like a triangle and there's a different paradigm that each one has about like how they make money, how they add value. And I think that experience in hindsight was amazing. Because it it taught me how to look at things from each perspective. Yeah. What did what did you find the where what connection did you find between doing this in terms of learning the business side of things? Obviously, with with what you're doing now, and also doing dance. Ah. Okay. So, uh, stop me if I waffle. But the thing I learned <laughs> when you're an artist, I think, and you guys can probably attested this, you know, you are your art, your art is you. There is really no separation, really. I mean, mm -hmm. you're a creator, you're whatever. And in business, I think when I started working in business, I brought that same perspective of that everything is either right or wrong, like in ballet. It's either mm -hmm. correct or it's not. And I am my work and my work is me. And I quickly learned in that first year, neither of those things are true. A mm -hmm. lot of things are gray and you are not your job. Yeah. And so what I, I think the the best, uh, the best thing that I had coming from being an artist to going into business is learning that business in a lot of ways is drag. You know, you put on a suit, you go in, yeah. you, you play a part, but it is not who you are. It's a facet of who you are. Mm, and when I worked with some people who like, that was their whole thing. They went to college for business, then they wanted to get the right job. Then they wanted to work there for a couple of years. Then, then they wanted to get an MBA at the right school. And then they wanted to work for a big, powerful company and eventually have a C in their title. I met a lot of people like that and, you know, cause they would want to talk to me about my career and how I got where I, I ended up. And right. and the whole time I'm like, but who are you? Like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you love to do? Uh -huh. and, and a lot of people haven't done that internal exploration. Whereas I think artists inherently do that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Is and that, so that's the bridge that I wanted to, to, to make is that, you know, I would encourage more business people to understand that it's, the best job in the world is one where you feel like you're fulfilling yourself as a human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel that way, you're wasting your time. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, I'm no, that's that like, down. you know, that's a uh, great. Hard. Hard. <laughs> I, I definitely like, I, I feel that is I'm, I'm, I'm going to college right now. Like I'm, I'm in my, my about to be my, my third year and I, mm -hmm. I work at a supermarket and I, I'm working there. I'm like, God, I really hope that whatever I do after this, I just like more than this, you know, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing to, to wonder like, you know, what if the job I get, like, I don't really like, and I get comfortable and I can getting out of it is hard. And well, but, then you change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. Honestly, like guys, the hardest job I think I ever had was being a waiter. Like, really? Oh. Yeah. I had like waiter nightmares. So, <laughs> I, for what it's worth, you know, you're earning your stripes now. And I would just say that uh, again, with the like unsolicited advice, remember how much this job sucked. Because when you're in a position where people are waiting on you or taking care of you, it teaches you humility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I feel that. I feel that as, as right like in, now. As like, because I've been, a, I've been a cashier and I've been you know, at, at a supermarket and at yeah. a theme park, stuff like that. So I, 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 being one of those and knowing what it's like totally shows me whenever, you know, so I'm, I'm at the store and the, the register is going kind of slow. I'm like, it, I understand. Yeah. It's probably not the cash cashier. It's just stuff that's going on and it's like yeah it definitely teaches you you know to have more uh, more compassion mm-hmm. i would yeah. say have you ever had a friend that was rude to the wait staff absolutely and i'm like that's so you, like for me that's like a red flag i'm like absolutely. you need to go learn how it feels mm-hmm. to wait on people and be treated oh. like or not yeah. tipped mm-hmm. yeah yeah so for whatever for whatever it's worth i think you're earning your stripes right now and and mm-hmm. uh just remember that later when you're dealing with customer service when you're dealing yeah. with yeah. staff. so wait where where were you a waiter at oh i was a waiter at applebee's oh oh and yeah. like applebee's and the olive garden it was oh, in, in new oh, york man. or no no back in florida oh, oh, oh so you're from oh, florida okay so wait a minute yeah. I totally, from- yeah, I totally yeah, space. Yeah. I totally space. No, no. So, did you um? Do you have any stories yeah, <laughs> like about like, <laughs> uh, like just like some crazy stuff? I always think that's very interesting too. I think we all have like tales uh, of retail or tales of you know. F- I have some. Right? I don't know if I can tell one of them. Um, <laughs> Will you just say I, anonymous? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely had one time. I was like, I don't know. I was like fifteen and a half or sixteen working at Applebee's, and the girl throws the menu on the floor and she says can you put your foot on that and i'm like okay and, <laughs> and she and she's like can i have anything on the menu oh <laughs> oh i was dying that's awesome, um, that's so other, awesome. yeah other than um working in bradenton in an olive garden where every day was uh, retirees coming in for the endless soup salad and breadsticks special and constantly running refills constantly running refills and them wanting lemon and water and not tipping you. Like, that was kind of terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about Brady. Is Brayton just all retired folks over there? I think so. And, and you know, I mean, hats off to them. They're on a budget. But don't go out to eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. for tips. Yeah. I, oh, that, man. I'm always like, um, yeah, I, I can't. Like, if I go out to eat, I'm like, and I'm thinking I'm buy like $15 worth of food. I'm like, I'm going to spend $20. Like, that tip mm-hmm. is important. You know, they, you know, what is it? Uh waiters and waitresses make like what five dollars or six dollars i think yeah like my monthly checks were maybe ten dollars once they deducted all the anticipated tax Uh, i had i remember one another story like i had this like kind of newscaster from the area she was famous and she was extremely demanding and very um patronizing and you know i just really bent over backwards for them there's like a table of 10 and they wanted everything and then in the end she didn't tip and one of the crew kind of pulled me aside and he like shook my hand and he slipped me like 40 bucks and he's oh like, man yeah he's like, nice. he's like she never tips you were great she never tips and i'm like who do you think you are lady yeah i will come to that news station and i will out you <laughs> <laughs> i think that also brings up a good point about um how you how you you talked about um not like people not showing their real sides because that mm-hmm. also reminds me that uh this weird stigma of uh 
people being higher just because they're in higher authority of you means that they are better than you or mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know. For me, it almost kind of it feels like like there's a kingdom, and then everybody's are peasants, and then they're working their way to get up to the top of the kingdom, and then like right. a certain few yeah. are given that authority, which is weird because it it feels like the wrong people are up mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so I, I think, don't know. If that makes I think sense. you're relating to feudalism, possibly. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, that, that, that... Uh, yeah, I think there is. Um, God, that can be applied to so many aspects of life. You know, every society has a caste system. Every society, um, there are certain things that are um, immutable. So like in, I lived in Britain for 10 years. So the caste system there is very much based on how you speak and where you're from. The American caste system is sort of intrinsically linked to race and Mm -hmm. social class because last names don't really mean anything here. Uh, like they would say in Britain or another country. They, They infer lineage, but in America, we're all immigrants. So our caste system is, is, I think, is, is linked more to socioeconomic status and then thus race as a proxy, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, no, no, uh, I, yes, definitely, definitely. Good. I yeah. see exactly yeah. what you're And it's a shame when people um, strive and achieve a position that maybe they that there's a bit of social mobility, which is part of the American dream. And then they let that go to their head and they mm-hmm. somehow think they're better than the next person. Mm-hmm. But I have a philosophy about this. Are you ready? Yeah, okay. Yeah, give, give it all, right. Us, us. all right. I call it the Titanic philosophy. Oh, okay. <laughs> if we were all on the Titanic and I treat the waiter like shit, excuse my French, mm-hmm. and that thing breaks in half and I'm about to die and that's the one guy that could grab me, guess what? He's not going to grab me. Mm-hmm. So always be kind to people because you never know who they are, what life they've lived or where and when you might meet them. Yeah. 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 You never That's know really what good. someone's been through, you know, so I always, always mm-hmm. try to get that, that good first impression. And I want to be on a lifeboat. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, I think it can go to people's heads, but I think, the, and then the other thing too, is if, if you achieve fame, wealth, fortune, status, whatever is trying to keep yourself grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that's, that's yeah. true too learning um is that something that you've had to like definitely work on as opposed to learning business side of things and and just Mm. i don't know like i don't i'm I'm pondering that question i uh i'll tell you what happened yesterday actually so i have um in short i'll answer the question is that i don't feel like i've achieved because i'm always looking at what i want to do next exactly well i never really sit back and go aren't i great i'm more Mm -hmm. like oh I want to do that. I want to learn that. I want to, I want to explore that. But one of my professors from Rollins actually contacted me on LinkedIn yesterday and it was very sweet. I hadn't heard from her in like 10 years or more. And she just said, Hey, I've just seen what you've done with yourself. And I wanted to congrats, congratulate you. And I was so humbled by that because the truth of the matter is we are only where we are because we stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. I am I am the composite of the professors I had, the friends that believed in me, the opportunities I was given, you know, that whole Greek philosophy, luck is just preparation, meaning opportunity. And if you achieve any sort of position or status, I think it is really important to take a step back and go, wow, how did I get here? And who do I have to thank? Mm -hmm. And so I just wrote her a big thank you. And and, yeah, super cool. I love, I love like, you know, past teachers, you know, Eh, you, you, you go on and, it's cool to know they're, they're still thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I was floored because I loved her class. And I was like, look at her, like, following my, my story. <laughs> what, was the, what, was, what class did she teach? 
Um, oh my gosh, she taught a few. Uh, I think one of my favorite one I want to say was organizational psychology. Which was okay, cool. all right, so um, fancy. The although I may have that conflated. Um, oh. And then I would say that when you get to that point in your life where you can create opportunity for other people, do it. Yeah, life yeah. is not is not about obtaining things. It is about learning and then passing that knowledge on. Mm-hmm. And that. so that's what I hope to do in the next 10 years. If I'm ever in a position where I have the means, I want to then find the next version of me, that little ambitious person who maybe just needs some capital in, invest or needs some guidance or some knowledge and just help those things grow. Yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah. really cool. Um, that's really good. So to, uh, to, to, I guess change, change the yeah. topic a little bit. Um, I also know you're, you're, you're you know, you Evan, how'd you, how'd you meet Evan? Burning Man, Burning Man. Oh, oh, I, oh, that's one of the. That's like one of the seven wonders of the world, man. I want to. I want to go there. <laughs> I just want to see it. Like you know that. Oh, that's so crazy. Just a bunch of people go to the desert and have a crazy party. Can Can you yeah. tell me actually your experience about it? Because like I I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Also, uh, Burning Man is a lot of things to a lot of people. I will I will add a, an asterisk that when I first got there, I was with another campmate, and it was their first year as well. And we literally were like, how are we ever going to explain this to anyone? It's very hard to explain. Okay. But I would say it's 80,000 of the most creative, intelligent people you've ever met all go to the desert for one week to try to go, what if we lived differently? Uh-huh. And it, it's a giant social experiment. And in the most pessimistic view of Burning Man, it works because everybody wants it to. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, so there, is, there are certain um, principles to Burning Man, immediacy, self-expression, giving so you don't there's no you can't buy anything everyone just gifts things to people so throughout the day you'll be given you know um an ice pop or or a neck crack or some bad advice you know and everyone gifts throughout the week and so you you give 10 percent and you get back 110 percent yeah that's Um, so cool that's like i i don't i've never met someone who went there then what year did you go i went in 2017 and then 2018 Wow. Um, and it, but it was also just, it was amazing. There are 300 art installations. It's about a five mile radius. Um, it's just fascinating. And the people you meet along the way and the stories they tell, um, it, it's, it's remarkable. I think everyone should go to Burning Man once. Yeah, yeah right. right Thomas, hey, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, and so you said <laughs> you met- RV and go. Right, so. Yeah, so, so you said you met Evan there. I met Evan there. And uh yeah, so I lived in London at the time. He lived in New York. And then I, we met, um, we stayed in touch. Uh, but it was nothing. I was, I was like, he was cool. And then I moved to New York for work. And I remember that I had met that dude. And we, we would say hi every now and then. But I needed to find an apartment quickly. So I was like, hey, I'm coming to New York. I don't know Manhattan at all. Can you help me, like, figure it? Because I by then I had looked at a few places. I could tell, like, I was really being taken advantage of in terms of pricing. Mm-hmm. She was in a whole other area. Long story short, we found an amazing place. They happened to show us a two bedroom that was like twice the size for just a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, I know this is crazy, but you're moving in about like a month or two. Do you want to be roommates? Let's go for it. Yeah. yeah. He became my roommate. He became one of my best friends over the course of 10 years or 10 years. Sorry, 10 months. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> okay. I was whoa. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. 10 years. And then um, we both went back to Burning Man separately on uh 2018 and then we were celebrating our anniversary there hey <laughs> uh 
as friends, and then we fell in love with each other there. Look at that. Look at that. So cool. That's what I'm talking about. Which is totally terrifying when you fall in love with your roommate at Burning Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. Um, it was pretty pretty wild. So as you can imagine, it's a very special place for us. Mm -hmm. And and you've been living in New York now ever since, right? Yep. So we've, I mean, if you count the 10 months we were roommates, we've been lived together for about three and a half years now. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. And um, yeah, we talked about getting married at Burning Man this year, but obviously coronavirus. Oh, man. Oh my God. Yeah. I just realized Burning Man's probably not going to happen, is it? It didn't Dang. happen. No, it was in late August. Dang. Oh. That's crazy. Dang. You know, well, really... yeah. Hey, I guess that leads to new circumstances for sure. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Please, I I would love to be your priest. I'd love to to do it. I'm ready to go. Uh, That'd be so cool. Oh man. Um, But um, okay. So we're we're gonna we're getting towards the towards the end of the of the interview. Mm -hmm. And um, so we asked you what you were doing now with 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 squats, and you were talking about how you're always looking to do something in the future. So what what are you looking to do? (laughs) So I mentioned about hopefully being in a position to help other people make their dreams come true. That would be nice. Um, I'm not there yet, but the other thing I am working on, which is a super secret concept. I just told you about Burning Man, where it's a mixture of theater, art, expression, festivals, music, food, vibes, spirituality. I'm actually a co-founder of a company that's building a smaller version of that. Oh, okay. okay. That will be open all year. All right. Oh, wow. All year. And and that's in New York? It's in California. Oh man! California. Oh, so that's, that's what you were. That's what you so were. Our doing. first location is in California. We're opening our second location in California in the beginning of the year, and then we plan to expand into about twenty over the next five years. Oh, so Fantastic. does does the organization have a uh, name yet? It does, but it's a little top secret. Okay, okay. all right. I this got is, you. Yeah, this is right. Marvel Studios. Yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is I can't, like I can't know he's yet. like I'll tell you, but I'd have to kill you. He said this is the next Spider Man. I get it. I get it for sure. All right, yeah. so that's that's, that's super fantastic. cool. But I would yeah, I would say if any of your listeners or yourselves are intrigued and want to know more, then find me on Facebook and I will tell you more. All yeah, right. Actually, before before we uh, cap this off, can you uh, explain again uh, just uh, where we can find you? Um, and your app squats so everybody knows yeah yeah thank you so squats.com again with the z um and then i am uh my moniker on instagram where i'm probably most active is actually george glass with two z's mm-hmm. the imaginary boyfriend of jam brady oh. <laughs> and then um yeah that's where that's kind of where i live i've been a little quiet during the pandemic but um sure. yeah sure. yep you can always find me there yeah, I have two. I have two that come to mind. So um, obviously, the bastardized quote from Martha Graham that throughout all known time, there's only one of you. So make sure that you express that, because you're absolutely perfect, exactly how you're made. And then the second one is actually from my Greek Stoicism, which is listen a lot more and talk a lot less, and really listen. So my name is Scott Carlson and this has been the power of four.